What's going on? What's going on, good people? Sauce Talk is here Monday morning. Usually I might pop up on a Tuesday, you know, let Monday Night Football happen. But after last night, and, you know, I, I, I just, whoo! All I'm going to say is, is that Justin Herbert loves playing the Chiefs. I think that is a moment where he felt like if I shine against the Chiefs, people can still, you know what I'm saying, ride the wave of Justin Herbert, you know what I'm saying, like Max Kellerman or, and some other people that really enjoy him. I want to say that there's still work to be done. I mean, like, they got to get it all the way put together to try to, you know, be where they want to be with Justin Herbert. And what they got, you know, I looked at the same game parlay that I'm mad I didn't play because I'm like, Eckler, could he score? He scored, you know what I'm saying? I knew Kelsey could score. I knew, you know, Mahomes would get it done. I didn't know uh, Pacheco was going to get over 100 yards rushing. So, you know, that was the reason why I'm like, man, I got I to gotta, I gotta get Monday morning out the way here. But, you know, also you could talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, we could talk about the Atlanta and Chicago game. We could talk about the Eagles in Indianapolis. You know, there's a lot of things we can sit there and build up and talk about. But one of the things that I can sit there and say is that, man, when Ohio State Buckeyes gets, I saw a stat, they said when they have 30 points or more, they're like, they're like forty nine and zero or some like they're, there's ridiculous record. If they got thirty or more points, they're winning. Plain and simple, they're winning. They're winning the game. And and you know Maryland tried their damnness, but Ohio State had thirty. And I think once once they get thirty, they feel like man we're unstoppable. Let's keep the train rolling. Their offense becomes like that. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, 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 with Tennessee losing to South Carolina, which the horrible news, the Hendon Hooker tearing his ACL, got that news yesterday. Um, it looked like it whenever I saw the, the play go down. It took me a minute to realize that was him because I, uh, I was out somewhere eating, and I was like, oh, my God, that, that's, that's Hendon Hooker. You know, it took me, like, really the next day to find out that was him. And I'm like, that was him and Hooker? And towards ACL. So, I, mother, I, man, I almost, almost said the word. I hate the fact that I can't talk about my Miami Hurricanes. It almost made me go really, Say some bad French there. Go up against Clemson. We get knocked out of our socks again. After already getting destroyed by Florida State, we try to save face and beat Clemson. That didn't happen. Clemson routed uh, the Miami Hurricanes. So college football definitely took a took a downward spiral for me early. But big ups to Arkansas. Um, big ups to Navy. I mean, there were some teams uh, this weekend that won some games where you're like, wow. But Notre Dame shutting out Boston College forty four to nothing. I mean, like it was it was going down on the college football side of things to where like I did some over and unders. I came up unsuccessful. Thought they had a thought I had a chance for some a uh, couple overs there, but you know not realizing that you know it's getting a little cold. But it was close. TCU and Baylor. I did bet the over on that. It was it was close. I think it was about like a field goal a field goal away or no a touchdown away. Um, 29-28, looked like Baylor was going to get that done. TCU gets it done in the last second. That was that. That was big time, real big time. Like I said, Ohio State they survived a close game at Kentucky. Georgia gets it done, sixteen to six. Uh, surprised by that score, but you know Georgia's going to get it done. Their defense is just stifling. Stetson Bennett is going to game manage his ass off, and they're going to find a way to get done. I just can't believe Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler had a game of all games. I mean, realizing that he ain't been the focal point of the country, you know what I'm saying? He left Oklahoma. He was all these uh, uh, videos of doing this and that and all that stuff. Spencer Rattler was going to be a household name in college football. Unlike Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, he has not lived up to that. But, man, yesterday, 
30 of 37, 438, six touchdowns, no interceptions, only got sacked one time. And, oh, guess what? He rushed for some yardage, too, to get away from some things. Nothing crazy, but he was just on his A game and got people so involved. Um, Josh Van got two touchdowns. Then you got Jalen Brooks got a touchdown. Uh, uh, Mr. Bell, Jaheim Bell got two touchdowns. I mean, he was just going across the lot. Juju McDowell got a touchdown. I mean, like, what? We're taking Juju's name already? I mean, like, come on. I'm pretty sure his name was Juju before Juju. I, I'm going to put that out there. Just putting that out there. But anyway, um, here we go. Some more scores. Bedlam, low expectation game. Bedlam's usually a big-time rivalry game. It still is to the hearts of the Oklahomians and all that stuff like that. Um, you know, Stillwater. You know, uh, uh, I mean, I still, I said Stillwater. Um, Bedlam, man. It's Bedlam. It's Bedlam. Oklahoma State goes down 13-28 to to Oklahoma. Oklahoma needed that win, being a ranked team, after, you know, having a type of season with the new coach, Brent Venables. I didn't expect them to have a season where they had. I really didn't. So that that's a shocker to me on how that went down. Um, like I said, Arkansas knocks off Ole Miss, 42-27. to Didn't see that coming. Uh, especially Arkansas, the type of downward spiral they have went. You know, after losing to Texas A&M. But they get it done. Hopefully they can get back in the rank game. But the biggest game, I would say biggest game that, that went crazy was USC and UCLA. I mean, a lot of emotion after that game and everything. I looked at a, a video where they showed Kalen Williams going crazy. And then it showed the quarterback at UCLA, uh, you know, saying emotional. You know, Thompson Robinson was just like, damn, man. Like, just can't believe that, man. And, um... You know, Michigan transfer Charbonnet, he had 95 yards. You know, they tried the hardest, man. Bobo played, you know, saying Allen. You know, they just couldn't – they just could not get it done. Caleb Williams, 32-43, two touchdowns, 121 yards for the running back, Mr. Jones, Austin Jones. He's a monster. Two touchdowns. Caleb Williams had a rushing touchdown. Man, Jordan Addison, Jesus Christ, he's going to be a problem when he gets into the league. 11 catches, 178 yards, and a touchdown. He was highly dependable. Had 13 targets, okay? 13 targets. Um, Utah and Oregon, 2017, Bo Nix showed metal, showed all the metal, the toughness, the grit, 25, 37, 27, a touchdown, throws a pick, only got sacked once. The man was getting pressured. He was getting hit. He stayed He stayed in the game. He made the big plays when it mattered. Thornton, four catches, 151 yards. He was dependable. It was a nice security blanket. Franklin with the touchdown, the lone touchdown on the passing game. And then he had the rushing touchdown by Irving. Marquise Irving, as I like to say. Oregon gets a good job. It's a good uh, job by a team from a good friend of mine from the Sports Opinion Law, Alexander. Um, I, I, Oregon is that team to where with Bo Nix transferring there, they lost their coach. I didn't expect much from them. I was expecting a whole lot more, you know, saying from a coaching change going from there to Miami, especially getting some players. But I think that's going to be coming later down the year. Sticking with Oregon, they had some seniors and some things from leaving from uh, 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 Kayvon Thibodeau. And a couple other players that still have some next guys up that is playing some real good quality football with Bo Nix. And, you know, they found themselves, you know, in a in a pretty good spot uh, being 12th. Michigan, you know, if, if, if let's just say if Michigan loses to Ohio State, if Michigan, um, the LSU, if they end up losing a game, USC, you know that Tennessee losing was already uh, was already a help, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that's going to fall down at the you know for the rest of the season and underway. I think it's one more week. I want to say before no, a couple more. It's, it's a few. It's a couple more games. A couple more games. Yeah, a couple more weeks. We got LSU and Georgia, um, Clemson, North Carolina. I think those are, if I'm not mistaken, I think those are. 
Yeah, those are the SEC championships and the ACC championships already set. That's going to be September, I mean, uh, December the 3rd. It's already set. It's already set. But um, week 13, big games that may affect, like I said, Michigan, Ohio State. Um, we got Clemson, South Carolina, the way they just played. Oregon's got to play Oregon State. Yeah, Utah, Colorado, I don't think that's going to move the balance. But Notre Dame can beat USC. Notre Dame is on a tear. Notre Dame with that new coach is on a tear. They've been playing a whole lot better. They've just been playing tremendously better. So that can go in a different way right there to where some people can be like, okay, what's going to happen with that committee meeting? It's going to set up more conference championships. But like I said, already two is already set. SEC and ACC is already set. My betting, you know, I'm betting that, that USC sticks with it. I think USC can beat Notre Dame. I think Ohio State is going to beat Michigan, and that could that could rumble some things. But, you know, TCU, them winning that game, because they can't lose none. They can't lose a game, or they're just flat out. So, I mean, they have to win out. They don't have a game... So, matter of fact, I think they're good until... No, they play Iowa State next week. Well, I'm tripping. They play Iowa State. So, I mean, like, they're not fully out of it. Iowa State can knock them off. So, it's, it's going to be good football going all the way down to the stretch, man. And, you know, college football delivers at this time of year when it comes to these games right here. And, you know, it showed over the weekend with the games that we was watching, you know, that, that had us going pretty crazy. Um... Like I said, Notre Dame-USC looks like the game of the week for week 13. looks like the serious game of the week that something other than Michigan and Ohio State. You know, that game is going to be, I want to say, early. I think that game is going to be early, ain't it? Michigan-Ohio State. Let me look at that. Yeah, it's going to be 12 p.m. right there on the dot. And then, like I said, Iowa State and TCU going to be playing at 4 o'clock. USC-Notre Dame, 7.30. LSU's playing Texas A&M at 7. That could be a trap game right there. It's at freaking College Station, okay? It's at College Station. Georgia Tech knocked off North Carolina. I don't think they have any chance of knocking off Georgia, but that's a rivalry game, so we can see what happens with that. Um, Florida State and Florida, that looks like a decent game. Florida's definitely fell off the bottom. I mean, Vanderbilt knocked them off. Like, are we serious here? Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt ain't beat nobody good in a long time. They didn't beat Florida, but is Florida really good? I guess they were good early on in the regular season, but I just can't believe it. You know what I'm saying? That's just like a shocker. Vanderbilt knocks off Florida. Um, Before I leave college football, I do want to say that this year has been somewhat of like, how can we, how can I say that the Heisman competition is just open. Like, I don't know how, how do you can really get Heisman favorites from this season. I mean, like, there's so many good players, so many good teams, you know, with players with meaningfulness, you know what I'm saying? Like, who could be the guy? Who is the top guys, you know what I'm saying, is for a Heisman, you know, Drake May? is somebody that I'm looking at from hearing the stats is like, a runaway with it, you know what I'm saying? Especially with being how good North Carolina was this year compared to last year, um, you know, kind of a little up and down. But Drake Bay has came in and done, I mean, Sam Howell, eat your heart out. Put it that way, of of how to, you know what I'm saying, really run things. I mean, Shador Sanders is being mentioned from Jackson State. I'm just trying to think of some other players. I mean, Josh Downs, he's a good player. Um you know, like I said, Hendon Hooker was a, was a good player that, but until, you know, saying some things changed his uh, trajectory there. You know, Hendon Hooker was 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 definitely in, in the mix. So it's kind of, you know, is Bo Nix going to get some from what he's doing? C.J. Stroud, you know, he's been balling. You know, uh, Alabama's had some, some rough goals, but still some real good play from Bryce Young. Caleb Williams. Has showed up big time, and so you know, saying I'm looking at some big teams there. You know, TCU's quarterback, he's a good kid. 
So, I mean, like, it's, it's like I said, the Heisman race is very, very, very something else. Because, <laughs> like, who can run away with it? I, I'm actually pumped up to actually see. Like, usually Heisman watch, I don't really watch the Heisman because you kind of know who's going to win it. I knew Bryce Young was going to win it. I knew all the way back to when Lamar was going to win it. So, I mean, it got to the point where you're like, okay, you see somebody show out, and you're like, who's going to be, you know what I'm saying, the guy? You know what I'm saying? It's going to win it. But it looked like C.J. Stroud might get everyone. You know what I'm saying? Um, Stetson Bennett is is in it. You know, he's he's, you know, he's, a, he's a top five uh, candidate. Um, Drake, like I said, I mentioned Drake May. I mentioned Caleb Williams. So, you you have it right there. USC got a player back in the top seven, back in the Heisman candidacy, just like back with Matt Lyon and Reggie Bush days. Or uh, Sam Darnold days, you know what I'm saying? Sam Darnold was 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 talked about in that in that light as well. So USC is finally starting to see that light that that they had, you know, back in those days. You know, what I'm saying even when it was back in say 2014 or so, shoot, you know, what I'm saying that's 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 saying a lot for them being back in the top ten. Moving on to the NFL, because you know, I, I, like I said, next week. I just can't wait to that Ohio State Michigan game and have some more things going to break down with the with the uh, with the playoff committee. Then we're going to go over that uh, with the, with their selections. Hopefully, I have a guest for that. College football really gets that interesting when you get that debate to have people talking about this and that. You know, me, I'm right now rocking with huh, wholeheartedly TCU right now. TCU Horn Fox. I don't got much love for USC, or Alabama, Ohio State. Damn sure not them. So it's like some teams out there that, I, you know, North Carolina, I don't know if they win their ACC championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, they beat us last year. That's why I'm saying Miami Hurricanes, but they're a good team. Um, they beat us this year too. Why not? Um, I think if them representing ACC, winning ACC championship, if they got in the playoff, that'd be kind of cool. But them losing to Georgia Tech really shuts the lights off on that. But if they win the ACC, they can walk around with their heads high. You know, saying a good friend of mine got his cousin playing for them, J.J. Jones, who's been on a guest on this show, Sam Jones, from Pick and Roll Podcast. Him and Ish uh, Quay has been a guest on this show. But, yeah, North Carolina, they had their chance, man. Georgia Tech knocked them off. But to walk away with AC Championship, that they already, you know what I'm saying, they, they get into that spot. A good game against Clemson, never know. Drake May is definitely capable of it. Definitely capable of it. I think Georgia is just going to just run right through uh, LSU. I mean, I just, I, I just, I purely think that, like, I think that that's going to be a game to where, you know, it could become like, you know, Brian Kelly, you know, to turn that team around now. I mean, like, they, they're right there in it. And, you know, they got to win this game. To try to see if they can, you know, stay in that playoff because, damn, you have to play the number one team to stay in it. So, I mean, if they lose, I wonder if they get to stay in it. You know, that's the thing. That's the question to ask if they win. But that's, whew, that's, gonna be, that's, that's tough. That's very tough. That's very, very tough. Georgia does not play around. Yeah, you might look at a Kentucky game or you might look at some other games earlier in the year, but they still just know how to win. Their defense can just suffocate you. You know, Kayshawn is going to have to really get off. I mean, like, it's the, those players are really going to have to play that type of basketball to be, you know, saying highly competitive against a team that's already won it. You know, they're trying to back-to-back. They, you know, they took care of Alabama, Alabama. They didn't got mentally, you know, saying scarred. They're not, you know, saying they're, they, they're going to make the playoff. But how dominant is Alabama going to be now that they have a – uh, a team or a couple teams in SEC kind of like, we're not scared of you. We're not scared of you is what they're saying. Bottom line, let's move on to the NFL. NFL, you know, it's one, it's one of those weeks, like I said, cold weather. You look at the cold weather games. If you're not running the football, you're going to end up losing. But this time we had a game in the Dome. You know, we had a game in the Dome. Minnesota, Dallas. So I guess because we're in a Dome, it's not cold. You know, we we can we can we can kind of maybe do some greater show and turf type things. Kirk Cousins is not wanting to do that. Whoever made up the game plan to sit there and say, "Hey, we're just gonna maybe run it a little bit," 
And, and we'll see what happens. Well, guess what happened real quickly? Because I wanted to get to this game first. Guess what happened real, real, real quickly? Michael Parsons almost decapitated Kirk Cousins running, chasing him from behind. Strip sack. And and I, and I was sitting there saying, I was like, man, he is not going to play right for the rest of the game. And he really didn't. He didn't really play like, he, like himself throughout the game. And they kept passing the ball. He had to run for his life. I just think that set the tone of how the game was going to go. Their run game worked. Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, they both got in the end zone. But Tony Pollard had 100 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving. Getting it done, showing the speed, the pure lightning speed. C.D. Lamb out there making plays. So is Michael But something that I talked about, that's crazy. It makes me think of Dak Prescott really listed soft talk. Or maybe some other people may have said it. Because I tell you the God honest truth, man. I don't watch shows. I don't watch Skipper, uh, 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 Shannon, I don't watch uh, Stephen A. and M. I don't, you know, say I don't watch these shows. So don't sit there and think that I'm regurgitating the same thing I hear. If they say something, I may say I'm on my own here, just going off the top of the dome, just letting everybody know that comes in to listen to Sauce Talk. I'm going off the top of the dome for what I see, and what I see, and what I said. I had a comment from somebody who was a Cowboy fan who's been a guest on John Overstreet. And, you know, he broke down of, like, me when I said Dak needs to run more. And it was like, you know, Dak never really was a runner. And I pointed that out. But one of the things is that to find your ways to be successful is to always keep people guessing. Yeah, you may not always been a runner. Yeah, you've had injuries whenever you ran that was crazy when you wasn't an injury-prone person before and you try to protect yourself. I dig that. But you have to find some ways to make a defensive line and, and, and a defensive coach make players think in a sense of saying, wow, third and six. We need this third and six. Shotgun formation, and they run a read option, and they get a first down instead of dropping back and pressure coming in. And you need to make a throw. And you took two picks last week. And just think if you would have run a read option and just picked up the six yards. 36, that's what that was last week against the freaking Packers. And they could have did that, and they got a first down. But I think it was 32, wasn't it? Fourth and two? So my thing is, third and six, you shotgun, you go read option, he gets 12 yards. You feel what I'm saying? Run the ball with Dak sometimes. It's stuff like that can happen. Patrick Mahomes, I'll get to him later. But he's going to pick and choose. Okay, I'm going to, I, I, can, I can take off runner right here. And it just makes the defense like, ah, damn. You know, damn. Josh Allen is the same thing. Same thing, man. Go through your progressions, whatever. But if you sit there and you see pre-snap that maybe, hey, if I, if I roll out right here, I might give you about 12 yards. Do it! And he did it. You know what else they did? They kept on running that football. And, and you know, that's and, – and, and another thing I pointed out, too, this is another thing I pointed out, if y'all listen, if y'all paid attention to me. He threw on the run. And you know what they did well? They threw on the run. He threw on the run to Gallup. He threw on the run to CeeDee Lamb. That one was a catch. CeeDee Lamb should have gotten caught a catch for that. I can't believe it. But he threw on the run. That's what you got to do. I mean, that's what you got to do is throw on – the run. Now, let's talk about something here, man. Let's talk about something, man. A team that beat the Buffalo Bills, everybody's all scared of, and a lot of men, the Minnesota Vikings, da 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 da. Now, let's not forget here that you're working with Kirk Cousins here. Now, I'm not here to trash Kirk Cousins, I'm not here to just poop on him, but you put him in a position. To drop back and throw. Now, he didn't throw the ball 30 times, okay? They brought in Nick Mullins. He got a little banged up there. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, they did throw it 30 times combined. Kirk Cousins was throwing it 23 times. He would have gotten himself up to 30. Seven sacks, okay? Seven on 23 attempts. Dalvin Cook had 11 yards, 72 yards, 6 yards of carry. What was y'all scared of? Just three and outs or something? Y'all was thinking that we don't if we get three and outs and the Dallas could score. 
Y'all could have kept the game close and just keep running and just see. It's like, no, we can't give it time to work. Two minutes tell me somebody was getting six yards to carry. You only gave him 11 fucking carries? What is wrong with you? Trying to be cute. Trying to pass too much. Three catches, 33 yards. Looks like Trayvon Diggs did his job against Justin Jefferson. Hawkinson had five catches, 35 yards. Nobody had over 50 yards of receiving. Too busy with the pass rush that you can give a real big kudos to. Then Trayvon Diggs. Then people like Jordan Lewis. Then, you know what I'm saying, Tony Brown, who steps up and makes the plays. Then you can give those guys that type of oomph. Van Der Esch playing the middle good. You've seen those types of plays from those types of players, Demarcus Lawrence and those boys. But Micah Stinking Parsons is a freak of nature and the best thing ever happened to the Dallas Cowboys, man. When it, and it always happens when they don't need to draft something. And, you know, they don't really, they're in between. They got a good pick, but they don't really need this. They don't really need that. He was hoping they went offensive line. They was like, will he go offensive line? No, they took Micah. And Micah has been a revelation for that defense because you don't understand that somebody that youthful, that powerful, that good can turn other defensive players into monsters. Lawrence, Van Der Esch, and those players I named, they are feeding off of that. Just feeding off of that. And just look at what happened. It's just, it's just happening, man. It's seriously happening. Raiders, Denver Broncos, lackluster game. It looked like they was going to score some touchdowns early on. Russell Wilson, it was moving. It was 16-10. to 10. It was like, oh, my God, then it got stuck. Got stuck and ended up being 16-all. Going to overtime, Devontae Adams calls a shot, gets a touchdown. Second touchdown of the game. Derek Carr, you know what I'm saying, trying to get his team behind his back, behind the coaching staff's back. They seem to like Josh McDaniels, you know, answering all the questions in the press conference and stuff like that, all the right ways and stuff like that. But it looks like they're riding for their coach because they played hard and they got a win at Denver. Denver was sporting, by the way. I love those old-school helmets with that double orange. That was good. Speaking of sporting, Cincinnati Bengals were all white in a victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett putting 30 points on the board. I like it. That's nice to see. Kenny Pickett's the 30 points board. George Pickens should have got called a catch. See, look, CeeDee Lamb, that should have been catch. George Pickens, it should have been catch. Um, if you get what I'm saying. But without Jordan, without Jamar Chase, without Jamar Chase, guys, they're putting up 30-some points. T. Higgins, nine catches, 148 yards, three touchdowns, some mod GP run on the receiving end, and Mr. Irvin got one too. Smodge had 30 yards uh, rushing as well. Got almost, almost 100 yards total, but, hey, you can't beat three touchdowns. He just kept leaving them. He just kept getting a little sweet passes and getting it in there. I kept looking off. Smodge, P. Ryan. Then it was like, look again, Smodge, P. Ryan. I thought Deshaun Watson was going to be playing yesterday, but that didn't happen. Jacoby Brissett went back out there. He only got sacked once, no interceptions, 28-41. Didn't play horrible. Had three touchdowns. Cooper was there. Eight catches, 113 yards, two touchdowns. But here's the difference, the big difference. They couldn't stop Josh Allen, 18-27. He had 86 yards. Um, uh, excuse me, not Josh Allen, but Cook had 86 yards rushing. Singletary had 86 yards rushing. One touchdown. One had four yards carried. The other one had seven yards to carry. It was good, nice, good, um, you know, good functional running. Two sacks for Josh Allen. He did run for some yards. I think he had a one big run. He got called back from holding. But big time for Stephon Diggs to catch a touchdown, a 21-yarder. Um, also, Knox, Gabe Davis was big time. Defense was big time. Got it done whenever, whenever it really needed to. Um, for the defense sake, because they was letting Jacoby Brissett have a little bit of fun there. Ravens and Panthers was a terrible game. So was Patriots and Jets, as they both come away victorious, believing their teams with three points added. Panthers and Jets. Jets need to get it together with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's attitude seems a little bit off morale. Maybe around the team, maybe some side eyes, some road eyes, whatever like that between him and some players, because in the press conference, he had no love. <laughs> for the team i mean like or the defense mainly because they asked him hey man um do you feel did, did you let the defense down by only putting on three points he answered no so fast i just think that the kid needs to grow up he's not mature and ready to rock and roll with this regime especially with the head coach like sala who's making big things happen and making things happen on that defensive side that where you are able to have that type of defense that keeps shit like that you understand? 
They keep shit like that so you can go out there and try to put up a touchdown or two. But no, you're trying to throw it right in the hands of Josh J- uh, uh, McCourty who dropped it. I mean, just throwing weird passes. Got to the point where the coach staff wasn't even running the ball. I mean, wasn't even passing the ball anymore. They weren't even running the pass plays no more. They was like, hell, run the ball, man. Fuck it. Run the ball. Run it. I mean, that that's what it came down to. Like, like just run the ball. I don't even want to see this guy pass no more. That's what it came down to. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing with uh, Ravens and Panthers. It just got to a point where you just heard Freeman, 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 but it just didn't get it going. And then you try to pass it with Baker Mayfield, and, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to throw the interceptions, man. It's going to happen. He threw one early and threw one late in the game. And to lose the game with that, and Baltimore Ravens come away victorious, man. You know, I've been waiting for Marlon Humphrey to start being Marlon Humphrey, and he gets the interception. It's like, that's better. JPP got an interception as well. You know what I'm saying? Lamar threw one. He got sacked three times. He didn't have a perfect game. He had, you know, 24, 33, 209 yards. He only rushed for 31, but he got a rushing touchdown. They just don't, you know, I just wish their wide receivers get better, see if he can get better. Because they, and it's not his fault. I mean, all the way back in the days with Steve Ray McNair, the franchise has not had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Now, they may have had Pro Bowl wide receivers to go there, like Steve Smith, but he didn't go Pro Bowl while he was there. Anquan Bolton, you get what I'm saying? The AFC, the AFC North system just doesn't allow it. So, for it to happen like that, Detroit Lions gets it done against the Giants. Detroit Lions are definitely turning up. They go on the road and get a big win. Jay, you know, Jared Goff is like, man, you look. I know I ain't perfect, but you know I was a top five pick. And you know, if you keep that mental straight and you keep it in your head, and you got a good coaching staff, you got Dan Campbell, you got people that you can run wall through. Maybe you might be good. No sacks, no picks, no touchdowns, but hey, efficient. 17 to 26, 165. The run game took care of the rest. Got three touchdowns out of Mr. Williams, who is turning into a star. Mr. Swift from Georgia, turning into a star as well. Just having a little bit rough rough of our season. You know what I'm saying? He got a touchdown as well. St. Brown, <clears throat> his brother went down. I saw where his brother went down. I'm like, I wonder if if this Brown like felt it. Like, oh man, my brother got hurt. I wonder if he's okay. You know, these two just seem like they're so in sync. They score a touchdown 30 seconds before you know, saying in between each other. But he has seven catches for 76 yards. The Detroit Lions defense, man. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about this defense? I mean, Elliot Jacobs. I mean, they just got guys. They got they got a Cuda. You know, I mean, players that we didn't that we kind of throw off to the side, and you're like, oh, we're gonna see if they can be good. And then they go to the Detroit Lions. Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson dropped back in coverage. He got an interception. He looked like a damn safety out there. Are you kidding me? He's making plays all over the place. They're looking good. Jerry Goff, no sacks. You know that that they they picked up the big time swell Swelly from uh, uh Washington, uh, not Washington. Uh, yeah, from Washington. No Utah last year. The offensive line is getting better for a guy like Jared Goff. Man, look out for them Detroit Lions, man. Look out for them. They knocked off the Giants. The Giants been playing good. I'm going to get my power rankings together. Y'all be watching out for my power rankings. It's going to be coming out. I wonder what's going to be looking like. Watch the Commanders get a W over the Texans after, you know, whew, it looked pretty bad on Heineken uh, last week there, man. You know, I mean, you know, you, you play, you play good. You play good. When you get to celebrating, you know, and you have a bad game, some people, um, you know, they get to playing a little bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know, hey, look at this. Who would have thought Heineke beat the Eagles? Who would have thought Heineke beat the Eagles, you know? So you had to come and play the Texans, you know what I'm saying? People like, oh, he lost to the Vikings, you know. The Vikings try to come at him, which I thought, like, Excuse me, I can't remember his name. It was one of the defensive players sitting there talking about, oh, we come up with your own unique shit, uh, putting the chains on Tyler Heineke on the plane ride and stuff like that. Pause, rewind real quick for a second. Me being a Buccaneer fan, I'm going to remind both of these franchises that the Buccaneers did it first with Ryan Fitzpatrick. When we when we jazzed him up, we put Deshaun Jackson's clothes on him, we put his chain, his bling going. So y'all kill all that noise. Kill all that noise. Neither one of y'all originated it. 
the Buccaneers originated. We just ain't did it to Tom because Tom like, hey man, I'm out here trying to win trophies and shit like that. Y'all gotta put change on my neck. Y'all know I already got rings. I got no, I got too much bling anyway. Let's go ahead and win some games. But anyway, Eagles, no problem. Texans, no problem. Twenty three to ten. They got the Falcons next week. Now that's going to be something because the Falcons, man, for some reason they just play hard. And it seems like the Commanders and Falcons will be a good matchup and a good game to watch. Mariota versus Heineke. Okay? Okay? Speaking of the Falcons and Bears, <sighs> Justin Fields, man, gets hurt. One of the last plays of the game. Threw a pick, getting hit Um, at the end. I I, I just couldn't understand that. You know, he, he did a, he threw a pick and, and made up for it a long touchdown run in the game before that. But he got to quit making these interceptions where they come out of nowhere late in the game where it's like, come on, man, you just don't need that. In Atlanta, they just keep playing. They keep coming at you, man. And Mariota's going to find a way to get down the field. You know, they got they got some competent wide receivers with with Kendall, with, with, uh, uh, with Mr. Kyle Pitts. That Burry kid's good. You know, Cordell Patterson's running back, wide receiver, paints back porch, kickoff return, coaches, whatever the fuck they want him to do, he's doing it. Okay? Cordell Patterson is a problem. He's breaking NFL records, kick returns, and every damn thing. I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of kick returns, but a punt return game winning by the New England Patriots to knock off the Jets. I forgot to add that part in there, shitting on, on, on Zach Wilson, which I'm like, just he needs some growing up to be. I forgot to mention the punt return. Damn good punt return by the New England Patriots to win that game. Damn good kick return by Cordell Patterson, who sets the NFL record for touchdown record for his ninth of his career. Damn, Devin. Devin got to come out of retirement. Hurricane needs that back. And I kept telling people, I said, hey, just because the Packers beat the Cowboys doesn't mean that they're back. Doesn't mean that they're going to be rolling. They ran the ball good. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 20 times. They had a good game plan. They got it done at Lambeau. Still in Lambeau. You're playing Tennessee. Why not do the same thing? Nope. Nope. We're too cool. We're too cool. Aaron Rodgers throw the ball 39 times. What ended up happening, man? What ends up happening? 227, two touchdowns. But they lose because you don't run the ball. 3.3 yards per carry for Aaron Jones. Dylan only had 2.2. You're not controlling the clock. You're not controlling nothing. You give Tannehill all that. Derrick Henry's going to do it, okay? 28 carries, 87 yards. Yeah, that doesn't sound great, but he scored a touchdown. He kept the ball in the Tennessee Titans' hands. 22 of 27, 333, two touchdowns. Even after a pick, Traylon Burks, the rookie from Arkansas, showed he's the shit and got things going. But good job, Austin Hooper, though. Two touchdowns, and Hillard got one. Hilliard got one as well. And we are now halfway through. Halfway through. We're still going. We're still going. We're still going. We're to talk about Monday Night Football tonight. We got the 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is not going to play again tonight. This is the time, week 10, week 11, week 12, all these these weeks. He's going to be banged up. He might not play. It's going to happen. It's happened every season. He's been in. This is clockwork. He can't make it to the last. You know what I'm saying? Being good. So, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? It's one of the crazier things that when you look at a team that has put together player and coach together and has not worked to the to the liking of what this team I mean, when you look at how electric this team has got, you got Rondell Moore, you got you got D Hop, you got uh just all around speed. I mean, I guess you can just look at because you have Edmonds, you got, you know, I ain't going to sit there and say Connor's a speedster, but they just got guys that just seem like they can just razzle-dazzle. You know, they can just get you off your shit. You know, A.J. Green can be a good security blanket when he's on his on, when he's on his shit. They got Zach Ertz. You know what I'm saying? They just got so much, and but the offensive line is just so little. And speaking of so little, your quarterback is back there getting line dart you know what I'm saying, like pure harpoon by 200, 300-pound men that just be like, man, we just lay on this guy. He's not going to be shit for the rest of the game or maybe for the rest of the season. Second game out, third game out, excuse me, third game out. They got to play against the 49ers teams bringing back everybody. 
on defense. And they're playing in Mexico. You know, the International Series. I think this is the end of the International Series. Um, It's just, it, I, I feel bad for Cliff Kingsbury and Calvin Murray because of the scrutiny, the, the criticism of them that they get watched. And it's just like, they do good things, but this is the one thing you look at is like, damn, availability. Availability. Now you got to run Colt McCoy again. And he got banged up. Who else, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's going to be the guy? It's going to be interesting, man. I think the 49ers definitely going to try to roll with that one and say, hey, we're going to get a dub. We got to get a dub. Got to get a dub. One of the first games yesterday, though, that I was thinking that, well, you know, if they can get some things back, it would be, you know, good to get to get a dominating, you know, victory. But on the road, it's hard to do. The Eagles went on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. Coach, his second game with Jeff Saturday as coach. He gets a win over the Raiders. But the team, man, the team is playing so much better with him uh, calling, you know, saying the shots. It's not so much they calling the plays, but just calling the shots, him being the head coach, him being president, him being Jeff Saturday, a, a leader, a, def- a freaking center, okay? He's a freaking center, one of the best leaders on, on a Super Bowl team. On, on a on a dynasty type team that just you know got only got one they could have built something like that but just things here and there people like to talk about Peyton Manning and his playoff woes and stuff like that but you're not thinking about injuries on the defensive side offensive side things like that that kind of held them back I mean let's be real here but Jeff Saturday's been through the ins and outs of great football play championship play and all that good stuff so he knows about it so he's got these men you know saying really ready to run through a wall for him. And they almost knocked off the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have to, definitely had to try hard to get that win, being down most of that game. And coming down, down 10-16, you know, good drive. And Jalen Hurts got it on in there, man. That was that was good. 86 yards rushing. He had 190 yards passing. He only got sacked three times, no picks. Um, uh, that, that kid, Quasi, uh, what's it, what is it? I can't remember his first name. Oh, yeah, Quez Watkins, man. He's a good kid. He got a touchdown. But, you know, they, they brought in the Dominican Sue to help out with that defensive line. Um, it seemed like it did. You know, one meme that I sit there and saw where they was like, the Eagles, you know, they're going to lose the game and then they're going to start looking regular. They might not win again. But this was the test of that. And if losing two in a row would have been something that could have been there. But now they got the win. A way of win is to get it. To get it and be like, hey, no matter how we did it, we did it. So they got the one-point victory over the Colts. So next week, of course, the great Thanksgiving game against Dallas Cowboys, everybody's going to be like, oh, man, the Eagles are vulnerable. The Cowboys are rolling. He's put up 40 and freaking held the Minnesota Vikings to three points who went toe-to-toe with Buffalo and in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Whoo! <laughs> that makes you go crazy right there, don't it? That just makes you freaking go crazy, man. It's like, wow, these, these games are really something else, man. I mean, like, I really thought the Browns could beat the Bills. And then, you know, in Detroit, they had to play in Detroit. That field in Buffalo was crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, wow, but Josh Allen, man, is going to get it done. He gets it done, man. Um, but, you know, that that's the, that, that's the beauty of NFL football getting to this point, you know, week 12, week 13, like I said. It's just like finding the different ways to win with your talent. Because you might got a talent that can just go fall fast doing this stuff. I get when the game slows down, you got to run. You got to do other things. You got to find ways to be tough and win. You know, just like the Chargers last night against the Chiefs, you know, like they understood, you know what I'm saying? Like we got to chip it away. You know, like we might have a possession where we got three plays and get it on down there. Next thing we know, we're going to dink and dunk, whatever. They know that our run game is not dominant. But the Chiefs picked a good formula to say, hey, man, we're going to run the ball. And, you know, that's the beauty of it. You find ways, man. Pat Mahomes threw the ball 34 times for three touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack. But here's the thing. 15 carries, 107 yards, 7 yards a carry, but McKinnon got 6 carries. Mocha Holmes ran it 4 times, and Edwards Hilarious handed off 2 times. But look at here. Sky Moore was like an extended handoff running back, making some hell of a plays. Um, uh, uh, excuse me, Mc, uh, not McKinnon, but Watson, good, good kid, Fortson, but it's almost kind of like their version of running the ball is like we're gonna we're gonna like sneak attack with the run. They ran some good off like tackle type run plays with. Uh, I always have trouble saying his damn name. Excuse me, 
Pacheco was getting out to the outside doing a good job of that. You know, just just you got to play mind games with the defense, what I was saying with Dak. And I think Patrick Mahomes does that better than anybody else coming down to the last little bit. After Palmer scored, who had a hell of a game, had to score to go ahead, touchdown to go up 30 to 23. I mean, 30 to 20, 23 to 27. It was kind of like that. It was kind of like that thing where you're like, man, we, um, me and my buddies, we do this uh, revamp type dynasty with the NCAA uh, revamp. It's college football. And we do simulation. You know, we don't play. We let the simulation do what it do. And we always laugh. It's like, oh, man, it's like a minute left on the field. No, left, left, a minute left on the clock. And you left, you know, saying that up to the other team. And, you know, it's like, oh, man, they're going to go down and score. I mean, that's pretty much the thing. If you leave, and if you got a good quarterback at that, if you leave that much time, if you leave time for a quarterback to sit there, and it's not no given that your defense is going to be ready to just go out there and just shut shit down. You know what I'm saying? Like the Chiefs did against the like, uh, the Chargers at the end of that, you know what I'm saying? Like we've seen, uh, the, the, you know, with the Bengals and Steelers. But what my point is that whenever your back's against the wall, you take the lead. You got your energy going. You're like, man, we took the lead. But you look at that clock and you're like, damn, that defense got to go out there and they got to perform to a higher level. That even mistakes has to be over, you know what I'm saying? They have to they have to be like, look, don't hold, don't do this, don't do this. Got and you play with your mind so much, I think mistakes end up just happening. Just like the defensive hold on that last possession on Travis Kelsey. Like, he probably didn't realize, like, okay, I'm in the clear, I'm in the clear, I'm in the clear, I'm in the clear. Let go. Like, let go, son. Because at this point, Kelsey is already gonna run that out route. And if you are still holding him on that break. The ref is going to throw that flag. You got four to five yards to sit there and get your little jam on. Let go. Because he might not have thrown it to Kelsey. If he was, you would have been there. It could have been a little four-yard little catch. Nope, 15 yards. I mean, uh, what was it, 10 yards on automatic first down for holding? So, I mean, like, you allowed that to happen in extra downs. And then Sky Moore, and then, you know, as and as they drove down, and then, boom, Travis Kelsey there again. You know that's how you do it. You don't make mistakes on those situations. I'll never forget Packers versus Buccaneers in the freaking NFC Championship game where we didn't make mistakes. We let them make the mistakes. We let them sit there and be like, oh, man, they didn't want to go for it. They were scared of it. We didn't get no pass interference, no holding, no nothing to where they would have an easy go at it. you got to have a moment to where you, your, your discipline is higher than your talent. Your discipline is higher than your talent. Your talent is going to do whatever when the ball is snapped, but long as you're in your mind saying, "Hey, that's not hold here. That's not that's not grab here. That's not hit the face mask here. That's not hit the head of the quarterback. That's not land on. That's not grab legs." You have to tell yourself that before the snap, because those are the make or break plays. Where I'm looking at Justin Herbert's face right there when it says first and ten with 37 seconds left, because it plays like that. You don't hold Travis Kelsey when he's breaking on the out route. I know he's good. I know he's good. I know he's hella good. But those are just the plays where you just like, damn it, man. Just think if we could have had this situation without being a first down. And then they move on to score. And then, you know, Justin Herbert's left with the littlest time. Not a minute or 46 seconds. And that's where the mistakes happen. When you leave that much time, you can kind of chill, calm. They could have drove down and scored on the Chiefs with that much time left. But with 40-some seconds left, 30-some seconds left, hell, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're finished. I think they got the ball back. It was like 26 seconds left. They're done. Finish. Benito. Like, ouch. You know what I'm saying? That was a crazy ending, man. And they always do that, man. The Chargers and Chiefs, man. It's a hell of a game to watch. Chargers, Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills. Get my trend here. Chiefs, Bengals. Get my trend here. Chiefs are starting to come to AFC Cowboys. With the fucking with Patrick Mahomes, they only got one Super Bowl. But it just, they are that good. That personified in a sense of like, they're good. 
You you throwing your best left hook, right hook, uppercut, right jab, this all that stuff. You throwing everything at this damn team, because that's how these teams can end up beating them, like the Jets or the Browns. You know, these one off losses that they got. Because they're better than the Eagles. The Chiefs are better than the Eagles. I think that they can go out there and beat them. Now, they're not the best on the run. So if, if ever the Eagles be able to run the football, that could be something. You mix your in with the play-action pass with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. That actually be, could be a good game, but it would have to be very discipline-based. You have to be disciplined playing against the Chiefs. And I'm not talking about just penalties, man. Some things with the routes and stuff, how they do these plays. Andy Reid is no idiot. And 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 how he has things set up with uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy, it's no idiot, man. There's no idiocy there. It's no idiocy. Coming down to the last ten minutes, man. We're coming down to the last ten minutes. We're gonna talk about what we're gonna talk about. Last ten minutes. As the last ten minutes, we can sit there and honestly say that uh, with. <laughs> I guess I could talk about this. Um, rest in peace to a legend in my mind. A legend to a lot of people. You know, a childhood, you know, you have your TV shows. You have your, you know, you come home from school shows and stuff like that. Mine was in elementary was Power Rangers. And I will never forget whenever the Green Ranger, you know, popped into the scene and how he was and stuff like that. I'll never forget the Green Ranger and that damn flute and playing that tune. I will never forget the Dragon Zord. I will never forget a, a TV show or I could say, you know, it's just not a TV show, it's just a character. A character. A character that brought something out of you. Like, Jason David Frank, 49 years old, passed away yesterday. Sadly. Took his own life. And I'm not a person to sit there and get, you know, emotional or nothing like that, but I just look at what people that go through things in life when us in a in a in a you know looking from afar or just not paying attention or just saying hey that's jason david frank man that's the guy who played tommy that's the green ranger man you know we see him on i've seen him on countless youtube videos or comic cons and always been there on cameo and you know just always trying to squeeze that celebrity out that sponge man and you know not knowing what a person may be going through inside he just always seemed like he just seemed like a person where if he was a difficult person or whatever thing negative anybody could say, which I'm pretty much sure that people probably could throw that away, is that he loved being a Power Ranger. And I think with with being that is that knowing that what impacted so many, he knew that if any other thing that was going wrong in his life or troubles, trials, tribulations, that is one thing he hung on to. In a, in a sense of saying, like, man, like, I at least have that. You know, I have that. I have that. The impact that he did, the, 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 um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you just don't understand, man. Like, when, when the Power Rangers movie came out, and he was the White Ranger, when he was, you know, saying, like, he became the White Ranger, and then, you know, the movie was getting pumped up, and he came out. With you know, I came up the movie and it's just like how he took it another level, cause it was like Tommy is like the dude, man. Like Tom, like like Jason David Frank being Tommy is like the character of all characters. Not the greatest character on TV. I'm not sitting there saying he's a Fonz or nothing like that, but he's up there. Because if you look at TV history of of just small like just stuff like I'm not saying Power Ranger was the hugest show on TV. But it was watched by many, many, many kids that are like in their 30s right now, 30s, you know, late 30s, in their 40s, early 40s. They know about the Green Ranger. 
They know about Jason, Jason David Frank. They know about Tommy, man. And it just, God dog it, man. It just kills me. Because, you know, at first it was Trini, one of my favorite Power Rangers. I had a crush on her. The Yellow Ranger had a crush on her when I found that she passed away in a car crash. I was like, oh, my God, man. It was just, it was just devastating, man. And knowing that, you know, the Black Ranger... Uh, uh, Zach, seeing him on different stuff other than the Power Rangers, that was cool, you know. But you know, hearing about stuff about his life and whatever like that, you hear stuff about the Kimberly character, the Billy character, whatever. But Tommy was that one G man. He was a G. He was something like a former. Uh, I say former. A uh, 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 recurring guest. Recurring guest. John Overstreet said, you know, he had he exuded Black Air Force energy. And he couldn't got that. He got that one hundred twenty percent right, man. Like he got that right. That's what that man thrived with, man. It was like one hundred twenty percent Black Air Force energy, man. And that with the Green Ranger, White Ranger, he did not play and had one of the best sound effects inside that helmet or door karate, man. Me and my brother, man, we sit there and we sit there and do the uh, see see you know it's like that was. His his thing. If you hear that, even if Tommy was in a different movie or something or a different show or whatever like that, you would know that's him if he was doing karate or something. So it was like it was crazy whenever I was flipping through YouTube this years later and I'm like and they was doing this. I was like, oh, they probably got somebody doing, you know, saying the Green Ranger or something like that because the suit was already on. And when he started doing the moves, I'm hearing, see, see, yeah. I'm like, is that Tommy? And he took the helmet off, and it was an older Jason David Frank, and it was like, damn, he still loves to be that character. And the, and here that he has passed away at the age of forty nine, which is way too young, that that just that that killed me, man. And um, but you know, the, the, you know, I've had people in my family that that took their life, and you know, uh, it's a toughie, it's a toughie. So just for the family. And his, you know, closest friends and, 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 and all that good stuff, man. Prayers for y'all in, in this in this trying time because, you know, that's one of those things where you just don't understand why a person wants to exit this world and it happens like that. So my deepest condolences to the Jason David Frank family and friends and people that real close to him that love them. Because we all loved him. We all we all appreciated that part of childhood where we can sit there and look back and be like, man, like, I remember the Green Ranger, though. I mean, like, literally was just talking about that before hearing this news, man. So that's that's that. Um, some announcements that I didn't get to talk about. Um, who beat Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford to the punch. Oh, my God. Shakur. Steve, I mean, I said Shakur Steven. Excuse me. Tank Davis. Ryan Garcia. Now, they both have, respectively, two fights. Not two, saying two, but they both have a fight apiece. A tune-up, as you will, before they get get it on. But they will be getting it on in February. I mean, not February. Yeah, supposed to be be February. They're going to be getting it on in February. Las Vegas is going down. Finally, Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. They finally, the big fight that was named... Below 160, you know what I'm saying? Because I was saying like 116 up, you know, some big fights have been named. But we was waiting for the big welterweight fight to be named. It didn't happen. So now we got a big 135 fight. I think they're going to do, I think it's going to be a 135 or 140 catch weight. I think it's going to be like a catch weight 138 or something like that. So that's not bad. I'm liking it. I can't wait. It's already set. They, they jawing at each other on Twitter. So I mean like uh, and some more. It ain't like they haven't been doing it. So, I mean, the fight is going to get pumped up. It's going to get made. It looks like it's some tanking Floyd stuff just going on that I'm not paying no attention to. Them two, them two really scratching my head. But I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to figure some way to come to a reconciliation. But, you know, I just can't wait to see Tank get back in the ring instead of working on doing wheelies on a motorcycle. You hurt your damn self. Maybe lose my damn mind. I saw that shit almost went crazy. You don't get on no damn bike. Go talk to Jay Williams. Trying to work on wheelies. We gonna be a stunt double? Come on, Tank. But, you know, uh, Shakur Stevens, he's saying he's working out, getting himself prepared, no fight date, no nothing, but hopefully he's supposed to be fighting Eastside Cruz. Um, But, like I said, Monday Night Football tonight, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. 
or tomorrow or Wednesday. You know, some other things. Royal Cup is starting up today. England already got a victory. You know, I'm going to be looking for rooting for USA, looking at France. You know, Spain, Argentina, you know what I'm saying? It's been, it's been three years in a row. A European team has won it. So, Sauce Talk is going to end the episode on that. So, enjoy the World Cup. Enjoy Monday Night Football. And I'll be talking to y'all. Take it easy.